Welcome back, everyone, to the show. I'm your host, Amy Tollifsrud. I am a functional nutritional therapy practitioner, digital nomad, online course creator, and founder of Rebel Nutrition, a brand and business aimed at helping rebellious wellness entrepreneurs create six-figure online businesses. I feel like it's really important for me to give that intro and to remember to do it each episode because the last week or so I've had a couple people DM me or even ask me in person like, Amy, what is it that you actually do? Because I'm pretty confused. (laughs) I think if you only just follow my Instagram, maybe it might be easy to think that I am an influencer or I just kind of share things about my life. Um, But I really see myself as an entrepreneur. I'm an online course creator and my My real passion, if you're new to the show, by the way, otherwise you know this already, but my real passion is helping women in the wellness world create epic businesses that make a shit ton of money because being, you know, spiritual and being helpful and being healthy and being rich can go hand in hand. They aren't mutually exclusive. And so that's kind of what I'm all about. That's what this show is all about. That's what Rebel Nutrition is all about. And that was totally just a side tangent. But today is a really special episode. And I'm so glad you're here because this episode is actually an interview that I did with my friend Erin over at Ginger Roots Health on Instagram. So she actually invited me to come do a talk inside her Wild Women and Wellness Facebook group. And she wanted to talk all about email marketing. And it just went so, so well. She asked some really great questions and it was just such a good conversation. And I know that email marketing is one of those things that Sounds really kind of dull and not sexy, but this conversation makes it really fun and really applicable for you guys to take and use in your own businesses. And it answers a lot of the major questions that I get from you guys. Some of the questions being things like, why should I even care about email marketing? Shouldn't I just try and grow my Instagram following? How do I grow my email list? How can I make writing my emails easier? And how can I use email marketing to automate my business? Because I'm all about working smarter, not harder. So email marketing and growing an email list, once you know how to set up some of these automations that I talk about in this episode, it really does allow for a lot of that automation in your business to happen and not automation in the sense that you don't have connection with your audience, but automation in the sense that a lot of the stuff that you don't need to be doing every single day is already done for you. So I think that's really exciting. And I also talk about what to include in your email opt-in, how to get people to actually open your emails, what to do if you are afraid of coming off as salesy, and how to sell your services via email. So I know you guys are going to love this episode, and I'm going to get into it in just a second. But first, I need to remind you that Online Course Academy is going to be opening up enrollment again soon. And this is my online course that teaches you guys how to create, launch, and sell your own online course, including a lot of the email marketing and growth strategies that I'm going to be talking about in this episode. If you're listening to this episode and you're kind of like, wait, Amy, like, how do you do that? How do you connect that? How do you set up all of those automations? I teach all of that inside Online Course Academy. But in order to get in the course at the early bird price, which is going to be $400 off the normally advertised price, make sure that you get on the VIP waitlist. So to get on the VIP waitlist for Online Course Academy when the doors open, head over to rebelnutrition.com slash course VIP list. 
Again, that is rebelnutrition.com slash course VIP list. And you guys just remember also that Online Course Academy is only open a few times per year, like two times per year, okay? So if you want to create an online course business in 2020, no matter what your niche is, or even if you have no idea what you would create a course about yet, but you want you know that lifestyle of being able to help more people at once with less effort, be sure to sign up. I can't wait to have you in the course. And last but not least, before I get into today's episode, I have to tell you my current obsession, right? So right now I am obsessed with the book, The Secret, which I know is like the OG of law of attraction books and everybody talks about it. But I honestly was really turned off. I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but I tried to watch the documentary of The Secret maybe like five years ago or more, and it was like five minutes in, and it was so freaking cheesy, you guys. I could not get through it, but the book is so much better, and it's a really easy read. It's all about law of attraction and the power of your thinking and calling in the things that you want in your life, whether that is success or money or love. And I love reading this book right before bed because, again, it's an easy read. It's something super digestible. And it also just gets my mind and my subconscious mind. I've talked about this before because right before you go to bed and right when you wake up in the morning. But your mind is kind of the most sensitive to this information because then the rest of the night you're going to be thinking about whatever you just consumed before you go to bed. So I like to make sure that whatever I'm reading before I go to bed or whatever I'm even watching before I go to bed is something that's going to have a positive impact on my life. So that's why I'm loving this book. It really primes me to start thinking about, you know, the power of positive thinking and everything that I want to call into my life this year right before I go to bed. So check it out. I will link to it in the show notes if you want to get it. I love reading all of my books on my iPad, but maybe you are a physical book person. So, you know, you do you. And I hope you guys love this episode. As usual, if you're listening and you're like, yes, this info is bomb. It helps the podcast and me and Rebel Nutrition so much. If you could screenshot it, share it on your Instagram stories, tag me, or even leave a rating and review wherever you're listening to this. That helps the show reach more people. And I just love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right, everybody. Welcome. So this is our monthly live mastermind that we do in our wild women community. And today we have a very special guest and co-host Amy from Rebel Nutrition. Hi guys. (laughs) And I am so excited to have you, Amy. Um, I've been following you now for about two years. You've been so inspirational for me as a business owner, as a holistic nutritionist. So I'm just so happy and grateful that you're here today. And I just wanted to start with seeing if you wanted to introduce yourself for those of us who may not know you and your business. Yeah, of course. Well, first of all, I'm so excited to be here and I am so excited to do this talk. But anyways, I'm Amy from Rebel Nutrition and I am a I mean, I was trained to be a nutritional therapy practitioner or FNTP as it's now called. And I started my business seeing one-on-one clients, but I always kind of knew in the back of my mind that I didn't really want to like rent out office space or do like the traditional method. I wanted something that was going to allow me to travel and scale my business because I have like some pretty big income goals that I wanted to hit. And I knew that seeing only one-on-one clients, it was going to be really draining to do that. I just didn't really have the energy for it. So from there, I kind of moved into online nutrition courses, which just really reignited my fire of like how exciting that was to make a course. And then from there, 
I transitioned to more of the business coaching because I noticed how many other NTPs and health coaches were like, oh my gosh, like, how did you build that course? That's so cool. How are you doing this? And um, so now that's what I do primarily is I travel a lot and I work from wherever I am right now. I'm in LA, but my business now is completely online. So I share that message with mostly other health coaches, nutritionists, a lot of people in the wellness industry. But I mean, the message is really for anybody who wants to listen. So <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. And I know you thought on how to help other nutritionists, wellness entrepreneurs really, like you said, scale and grow and also kind of work from anywhere, which is super appealing. And so the topic we're going to jump into today is email marketing and kind of authentic marketing and how to grow your email list. Because I know, I mean, you can tell us why, but I know that's such an important topic um, when you're building a business. It's huge. And I know that email marketing just sounds like so, like that sounds so boring, but it truly is. I mean, I think it's getting a little bit better. People are coming to realize the importance of it, but for the past couple of years, I've just, everyone's question is always, you know, how do I grow my Instagram following? How do I grow my Instagram following? And the message that I always try and drill home is like, okay, Instagram numbers, that looks good from the outside, but it really doesn't mean anything in terms of your business or sales or anything like that until you can turn those people into email subscribers. So that's what I'm really excited to chat about and hopefully make email marketing a little bit more exciting and a little bit more sexy for you guys, because it really is like, if you do it in an aligned way, it can make your business so much easier and less work for you and make you so much more money with less effort. I mean, that's like what we're trying to do, right? So I love your way of doing emails too, because you make them fun and you make them personable and you make them aligned with like who you are. So I know a lot of us kind of have hesitation when it comes to emails because we come off as like salesy or spammy and it just kind of feels uncomfortable. So maybe we can just dive into why it's important to kind of do this. Yeah, definitely. So I think the main thing that I'm a big fan of is that compared to something like Instagram or Facebook, which I still like those things, don't get me wrong, I still think they're great, but the algorithm is always changing, which I'm sure a lot of people have noticed this already in their own experience. And when the algorithm changes, some of the people that follow you don't see everything that you post anymore. And that's something that you're really not in control of. Whereas with an email list and email marketing, you really own that list. So you're in control of when you're sending out information and making sure that those people actually get it. I mean, obviously it's up to them to open the email, but you're much more in control of who is seeing what and when they're getting it. So no algorithm, you're in control. Then there's also the topic of censorship that's becoming a thing, especially in the nutrition world. So I think, again, for that reason, having an email list is so, so important. Um, Also, I kind of mentioned this before, but it's better for sales. It's just such a more effective way to make sales and in a more automated way. So something I mean by this is like, I'm sure everybody who's listening knows that people most of the time aren't ready to buy like the first time they see an offer. But if you have their email address um, and they've opted into your email platform, obviously, you can then follow up with them for weeks, months, years to come. I mean, many people need at least like seven exposures to whatever you're selling before they're ready to buy. And even some people might be on your email list for a couple years before they buy. And that's totally okay. But If you, for example, let's say you have a sales page that you want to share on your Instagram story, that's great. And somebody might actually be like really interested in that, but the chances that they're going to buy on that very first time is pretty small. And then 
you could potentially lose them forever after that if you don't capture them with their email because again, the algorithm, you don't really know what they're seeing and what they're not seeing. So I think those are all great reasons for starting an email list if you haven't already. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Thank you. And Aubrey just asked, how many emails would you recommend sending out? Like, do you do it weekly? Do you do it monthly, bi-monthly? Like, what have you found to be effective? And I know it's kind of a personal thing too, but... Yeah, I mean, I think it also kind of depends where you're at in your business because I will just say, honestly, the gold standard, like if you can do it and you have the bandwidth for it, I think once a week to your list in just sharing something either personal or that's giving value... I think that's, like I said, the gold standard, but stuff comes up. And to be quite honest, I mean, of all the things that you could be doing, like the thought in my mind is like, where am I getting the return? What am I getting return on investment? So if it's just a community building type of email, it's maybe not like the highest on your priority list. So I would say try and aim for like twice a month if you can. Yeah. Um, Different if you're in the middle of a launch or you're selling something, obviously, but just like in general. Cool. Yeah, that's a great. And I don't know if you've had this experience, but I feel like, you know, one of the reasons a lot of us are hesitant to start a list or maybe put it on the back burner is because it's like one more thing we have to do as an entrepreneur. And like you have your Instagram and you have your Facebook and you have all these different things and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to send out an email now. Have you found like a way to kind of be consistent that helps? That's a really good question. So what I've done, because I'm, like I said, a huge fan of automations and like making my life easier. And I did not have this set up when I first started my business. So just like full transparency. But now when somebody opts into my email list, there's an automated sequence that they're going through. that's going to kind of nurture them to who I am, what my business is about, where they can get more resources, where they can attend other free trainings, things like that before I ever even saw them on anything. So that's kind of already in place for every new person that joins. So that takes a little bit of the work off of me from having to be super consistent every single week. If you have that in place, then it's just going automatically. Um, But that only lasts for me. I mean, it can be different for your business, but that only lasts for, I think, about the first week. After that, I mean, I do just try and stay consistent and do at least like twice a month showing up. Love that. And I know it's, you know, more energy and an investment on the back end to do those automations, but then like, you don't have to think about it. You're kind of warming up your audience like you do and it's really allowing them to like get to know you. So I love that so much. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's definitely like the idea of working hard once and getting those automations in place and then it's going to be working for you for, you know, months or years to come as new people join your email list. So. So Aubrey just asked, do you have an assistant to help with email marketing or how long did you wait to get a virtual assistant for help with this? So email marketing anything that is copywriting is very personal to me. So I actually don't outsource that. I'm not necessarily recommending that. I think that's just personal preference. I like writing in my own voice, I guess, like captions and emails and things like that, sales pages. So I haven't outsourced that. But that doesn't mean like if you're somebody who is taking a couple hours to like think of what to write, then that definitely might be something that you would want to to outsource for sure. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, And then Joy Wynn just said, which email service do you use? I'm using MailChimp, but I'm curious if there are other or better options. Yeah, that's a great question. So I personally really like ConvertKit and that's what I use. And that's what all of my courses teach and everything like that. But I guess it's really personal preference. I would say I started with MailChimp because it was free. 
And I didn't really find it super intuitive. And I don't, I don't think in order to do all of the things that I think you should be doing, if you're email marketing, it's not going to be on the free plan anyways. So you might as well pay for ConvertKit. That's my personal preference, but I don't know. Do you, what do you use? I use ConvertKit and I love okay. it. Okay. Yeah. The same issue with MailChimp. I was like, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I feel like it's supposed to be easy to use. It's marketed more towards like people that aren't techie. And when I was first starting my business, I was not techie. So I was like MailChimp and I could not figure it out. It was like so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to pay the 29 bucks a month. I'm just going to do yeah. it. And I'm it's worth it too. Yeah. And I think like one of the things people, myself included, struggle with is like, what do I include in my emails? You know, especially when you're getting started out as a new coach or an NTP, like, do you give 80% information and education and you sell 20% of the time? I know within our business collective, we get this question a lot of like, how do I sell in, in a way that's not salesy? And how do I balance out my content versus like what I'm selling? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a great question. So I think first, like, let's talk about what to include in just like your, let's say you're doing weekly community building type emails. I kind of view those emails as the VIP section of my business. So a lot of times I will share something in email that I don't share anywhere else, or they'll get like first access to something, whether that is, I mean, a price promotion wouldn't necessarily be like community building, but that's just to give you an example. But I like to share something special. They're always the first to know if I have new trainings, new content for them, new videos, new podcast episodes. Um, But I always try and if you're thinking like you have a mental block around this and you're like, what do I even share? Just try and lead with coming from a place of value. Like if you know who your ideal audience is and what kind of questions they have, you could probably rattle off a list of things that they are wanting to know from you. Like you are a source of inspiration and value to them. So just try and answer a question even in one email. I think that's a great way to look at it. And also ask yourself the question, you know, is it something you would read? Would you take the time to read this? If you feel like you're just kind of half-assing it and like not really putting (laughs) your heart and soul into it, like probably other people will recognize that too. So in that sense and to that point, I think it also is better to do less emails and make them better than like be really consistent, but like have them not be as great. I love that. Thank you. That was such good information. Hey, my name is Jessica Ash and I'm a past online course Academy student. My first online course was able to bring me in 30K and I had over 150 students sign up. And ever since then, it's been making me passive income and allowing me more freedom than ever. After doing OCA, I was a full-time entrepreneur just two months later, and I have definitely, I've definitely made over six figures this last year, which has been amazing. I am in the midst of my second launch right now. It's an open close launch, and in total revenue, I'm a little over five thousand so far. As soon as I put the pre-sale out there, I was like flooded with discovery calls. That feeling of being out doing something fun and getting that like PayPal notification. So I enrolled in Online Course Academy last year and had my first launch in April and brought in $3,000 with my first launch, which was amazing. I'm not in the health or nutrition field. And so I was able to make so much of the information that you taught me work for my subscription service where I don't work with people directly. And then also 
where I do work with people one-on-one. This was like such a great tool. It helped me get over my fear of putting myself out there and selling to my audience. And, and, you know, each time I get a sale, it kind of like reinforces, yes, you can do this and you can be successful with this and people need what you're selling. I totally think that it's worth the investment. I mean, I've already more than made my investment in the course back. I have literally, it gave me like a jump start. My email list has doubled. I've gained over 50 new followers on Instagram and growing. I've had three to four consecutive weeks of discovery calls and people signing up to my programs just by implementing like the small amount of things that I've already absorbed. Online Course Academy completely changed my business and it's honestly the best investment that I've done in my business ever. That amount of revenue is taking pressure off from seeing private clients. Um, this past year, I hiked the Continental Divide Trail, which goes from Canada to Mexico. And having that extra income from the course allowed me to take four months off to do that backpacking trip. One of the things that I love so much as well is being able to have the Facebook community. I've connected with other women in that group and we've found little like accountability buddies based on how we thrive in our business. I've had a revenue of $39,000 in about 10 months. And it's amazing. Everything is coming from online and I continue to go deeper and deeper into it, making new courses, making new bundles. And the nice part is once you're enrolled in the course, you can go back and check how to do everything because you stay enrolled. I highly, highly, highly recommend Online Course Academy. It has completely changed my life. And now all of my money, all of my like salary, which is important, all comes from online courses. And then I have some side jobs that I do on the side, just for like social interaction and anything like that. But my main income is all from online courses, thanks to Amy. Online Course Academy is the step-by-step guide for creating, launching, and selling your own online course. But doors for enrollment only open a few times per year. So to get on the wait list, head over to rebelnutrition.com slash course VIP list, where you'll get access to special early bird pricing and bonuses from me. Again, that is rebelnutrition.com slash course VIP list, And that link will get you on the wait list so you can get access to special early bird pricing and bonuses that won't be advertised anywhere else. I'm so excited to have you in the course. Awesome. One of the things that like I've struggled with this too, like when I first launched my business, I was all about gut health and mental health. And my emails were so robotic. It was like, this is what leaky gut is like, you know? And it wasn't in my authentic voice. I didn't allow myself to kind of use that voice. I don't know if you want to talk about that, but because in your emails, you're very, you're yourself, right? And I think we have a lot of trouble around coming across as authentic and kind of having our voice kind of come across in a way that sounds good to us. But what would you say about that kind of nurturing your authentic voice in your emails, or if you kind of are scared of maybe doing that? That's a really good point. I think the first thing to identify is what is like the feeling of your brand? My brand is not necessarily something that's super professional, to be honest with you. Like I cuss sometimes. I like to write in a way that sounds like I speak. So that means that sometimes I'll add in like a like, you know, I don't have it be super professional because I want it to, if you were actually to read my email, I want it to sound like 
the way it would if I was speaking. But that's not going to be the same for everybody. If you're maybe you do want to be seen as more like taken really, really seriously and like you want to be coming across as a more professional business, that's totally fine too. So maybe your emails are a little bit more professional. But I think it's just getting really clear on what that is because the way that you write your emails also becomes kind of part of your personal brand. I mean, you can definitely tell things about somebody's brand just by the voice that they are writing in. So that's huge. And I was going to say something else, but now I can't remember what it was. So (laughs) that's okay. Everyone's like dropping all of these questions. So I don't want to overwhelm you either. (laughs) No, that's okay. I, um, let me see. Is it helpful if I read them? Sure. Totally up to you. Um, Oh, now I see them. Okay. Yeah. So the last one was Cassandra about thoughts on giving freebies to grow your email list. That's a great question. So basically she's saying some people say that freebies aren't great because that's only attracting people that want free stuff. Um, I don't think that that is true. So to put it a different way, like I kind of view it as if you're having company over for like the first time, you're very like welcoming and you give them something because you want them to feel like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. It's about me. Like people want to feel like, oh, they understand me. This is about me. It's a special time. Like I take that same sort of relationship and think about it online. I like to, for example, when somebody first gets on my website, I want the first thing that they see, assuming that they're my ideal audience, to be something of value to them. Like I want them to be like, oh my gosh, I need that training or oh my gosh, like I need that PDF or whatever it is and give it to them for free because that immediate thought in their mind is like, oh my gosh, her business is exactly what I need. She understands what I'm going through and what I'm struggling with. And she has all the solutions for me. Like you really want to prime them to feel positively about you and your message. So in my experience, that works really well. And by having that free opt-in and growing that relationship, the sale is easy. I mean, I know that is also a mindset shift, but once you see it happen and you build that relationship over time, which can be done easily through emails, the sale becomes a lot easier. I can't imagine like just trying to go sell somebody on my thousand dollar plus product if I had never even given them anything for free before. Most people would be like, no, I don't know you, you know? Yeah. No, that's such a good point. In our last um, collective, <laughs> someone was like, oh, I learned this the hard way because she didn't warm up her audience first and she just dropped, you know, a sales kind of pitch. And obviously the person was like, I don't know you yet. I, yeah. Thank you for saying that about really get leading with the value. Yeah, of course. I mean, it is kind of like, you can also think about it like dating. You're not going to go ask somebody the first time you meet them, like, Hey, you want to get married? You need to (laughs) like, you know, wine and dine them a little bit maybe. (laughs) But yeah, only other thing I was going to say about, um, getting somebody to open your emails actually. So obviously having an enticing subject line, but like, how do you do that? Right. So something that I think is really important to think about is that people's mind, like when you prompt anybody with a question or if you ask yourself a question, your subconscious mind or theirs is automatically like, I need to close this loop. I need to find the answer. So a lot of times with my subject lines, what I will do is make it kind of pose a question which they're like, oh my God, I need to open this because I want to see the answer. So like three things you're doing that are sabotaging your health or something like that. And that can also help you get ideas for what to put in your emails too if you start there. Yeah, that's a good one. Cause I know that a lot of us have issues and more trouble with getting someone to open the email. So is there anything else besides that and just adding a value and kind of making it exciting and enticing to kind of make yeah. it 
better chance of someone actually reading and being engaged with your content? Well, the other thing that came up as you were talking is kind of priming them from the beginning. So I always like to say like, this comes across harsh, but like nobody wants to join your newsletter. And what I mean by that is if you prime them from the beginning as like, this is what you're getting. So for example, I have a three-part training on building your own online course. Like I'm going to teach you how to get started creating your own online course. They know that that's what they're getting from you. Whereas if you just say, join my newsletter, they don't really have a reason to open them because they're kind of like, well, I don't really know what this is about anyways. But if they already know like, yeah, I want to create an online course and I know I just signed up for this, they're going to want to open the email. So I think being really specific about what the free training is or what the free PDF is or whatever the thing is that you're using is and what they're going to get from it can be also another really great way to increase your, your open rates. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. That's amazing. Of course. And then this is, yeah, a good question from Wendy. Like, how do I know if I'm giving away too much information? I hear that a lot in our community. Like, what is too much? What do I give away for free? You know, how do I not overextend myself by giving too much? And then, yeah, versus the sale. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really smart. First, I would just encourage you to not really think about it that way. I know that can be scary because you're obviously like, you still want the sale, right? Like you don't want to just give them everything for free. But I will say it's really hard. There's no way really, I don't think that you could give away in a free PDF or a free training or even an email series. There's no way you could give the same amount of value in that as you could in like a six week one-on-one coaching package. You know what I mean? And I think the other way to look at it, especially if you're in the nutrition world is that what you're teaching is not going to be personalized. I think that's a huge, I don't know if a lot of people kind of in this group are more doing like one-on-one coaching or courses, but in a one-on-one setting, I mean, you could have a free training, but it's not going to be personalized. Like that's what they're paying you for is to make it personalized to them, their specific protocol for whatever they're going through. So yeah, I hope that That answers it. Yeah, that makes a lot. But yeah, I will say though too, like really just being generous with your content is never going to hurt you. I mean, that's my personal opinion of it. I think like the more you give, the more you're going to get really just always. That's true. At least I've found it to be true. So (laughs) thank you. Of course. Aubrey says, I have never bought something from an email, nor do I open any emails I get from brands or coaches. I have always bought everything off Instagram or from websites. So it's so hard for me to send emails when I don't appreciate them myself. Ooh, mm. I get over this block. Ooh, that's a good- yeah, that's a good question. So you always buy from websites and Instagram. So I'm just curious because I think, I think it can be really interesting to look at our own like processes and really focus our energy there because a lot of times the people that we are trying to attract into our business are very similar to us. So, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you are somebody who maybe you normally buy when somebody does like a swipe up, if they're linking and and you buy there, I mean, that's cool. I think that you could focus on that in your own business. Um, But I'm just curious, like, have you ever bought one-on-one coaching or a course or a membership, like something in the online space? Or do you just mean like when you are shopping for just anything else online? I bought one-on-one coaching, group coaching. I bought course. I bought it all. Okay. And I, for me, just for me personally, it's always been through Instagram or 
through Facebook and I'll go to someone's website and read about them and read the testimonials. Mm. But I understand the concept of email marketing. It just annoys me. And I sometimes sign up for my friends' lists. Aaron, I have not unsubscribed from your list. But I'll <laughs> sign up for my friends' lists, and then I'll unsubscribe from them because I just get hundreds of emails a day. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know what my question is exactly. but Well, no, I think that you bring up a good point, though. And I totally think, and this is kind of like the premise of my business, honestly, is that what works for me might be totally different than what works for you. So I think if you're somebody who's like, I love just buying off of Instagram, or I love just going to somebody's website, I mean, why not try that and see if it works for you? I think it totally could. I think just the only the only challenge then is that you're not going to be able to, like, let's say you find somebody whose message you really connect with on Instagram and you immediately go to their website and you're like stalking all their courses and you're like, this is so cool. But then you get distracted and you forget about it. I think that's kind of where email marketing comes in. You know that that person's interested and you can follow up with them for maybe days, weeks, years to come and remind them, Hey, remember this thing that you were looking at on my sales page? Like it's available now. Like you should come get it. But I definitely don't think like there's a wrong way to do anything. I think it's whatever feels really aligned for you and your business. And it's always about testing things too. Like try it out, see if it works. But when Instagram goes away, like (laughs) when Instagram goes away and the next big thing happens, it's like when you have those emails, then you have connection with all your people still. And I, that's why I understand that value, you know? Totally. I think that's such a good point. Like we don't really know. I mean, yeah, we don't really know what's going to happen with Instagram. We've all seen the, the algorithm changes already. Right. So who knows? Totally. Um, and then Joy Wynn said, do you encourage people to respond to emails with thoughts or questions? I actually do. A lot of times in like the PS, I will do like a quick summary of what I talked about, but then I'll also say like, hit reply and tell me something related to what I just talked about. And it works great, I think, because you get this like, you know, little snippet of information about your ideal client or ideal customer or the people in your audience and exactly what either they're struggling with, what they're excited about, what they're working on. Like you can ask them any sort of question and it gives you some really good insight into just anything you want to know. And it's cool too, because again, like not a huge amount of people are going to reply even on my list. Like I still get the responses and then I respond back and I'm like, even if it's just a, wow, that's great. Thank you. Or something, you know, but yeah. Do you do that? Or have you? I do. And I think it's yeah. fun because you're right. Not everyone does it, but when certain people do it, it lets you know, like that it's working, that you got through to them and you get in their brain because you know what they're, you know, writing about and what they're dealing with. So I actually love doing that too. I'll just say like, hit reply and let me know, you know, whatever's going on or something like that. And I know you do that too. And I've seen you do that in your emails. Yeah, absolutely. And it's such a good, um, I'm always a fan of like having a Google doc just of for everything. I mean, like <laughs> for the copy of my ideal audience. So if you do get responses, make sure you're saving them because you can then use that copy for future sales pages, you know, ideas for emails, things like that. So that's such a good point. Like with the language that they're using, right? Yeah. Yeah. Their exact language. Cause I think that can be so, so powerful. And they're like, Oh my gosh, you know exactly what I'm going through. And it's like, yes, because you told me. <laughs> Because I wrote it down. Yeah, I saved it. <laughs> um, and 
so I know, you know, we'll probably open it up soon just so you guys can ask questions and we can kind of mastermind on what's working for you, what's not working, any areas you want support or feedback. Um, but before we do that, Amy, is there anything else you kind of wanted to talk about? I know one of the things we were going to talk about is kind of some, you know, tangible ways to grow your email list. Cause I know that can be a hard one and it can be a slow growth unless you have some kind of creative tangible tools. Do you mind kind of sharing on that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So I think the first most important thing is, and I think I mentioned this before, but figuring out what the pain point or problem of your audience is. So I think all profitable businesses really have one thing in common and it's that they're solving a problem. So even when it comes to your freebie or your opt-in, whatever you want to call it. And by freebie, I just mean like maybe that's the video training that you're inviting people to or the PDF guide or the done for you template or whatever. It needs to provide a quick win or solve a small part of the problem for your audience. So again, not the entire solution because that's what they're going to be paying you for, but just give them a quick win, but it has to be solving a problem. So something that I see sometimes is like, here's a PDF guide to healthy eating or something like that. It's like, can you get a little bit more specific? What are they struggling with? What kind of questions are people asking you if you have an audience already? If you can get into the mind of your ideal audience, is there something that is stressing them out? Or what are they typing into Google? What is keeping them up at night? So really thinking about that and then coming in with a free offer, like I just mentioned before, that provides a, a quick win. It's not super overwhelming, but makes them feel like, oh, I can take action on this and do this and feel really good about this like immediately. And then obviously that free resource you are using as the opt-in so that you're getting them on your email list and in exchange for that, you're automatically delivering whatever that free content is for yeah. them. So ideally, this is all automated, um, meaning, let me know if you guys have questions about this, but meaning like somebody could sign up for my training at 3 a.m. while I'm sleeping and they're still going to get it automatically without me having to do anything. Just quick little side tangent because when I first started my business, actually when I was still using MailChimp, I didn't know how to do any of this and I knew there was a better way, but I just like, I was like, I got to get started. And I did some sort of like free challenge or something. And I went in and like manually sent every person that signed up the thing because I couldn't, uh, it was a long time ago, but I'm glad I've moved on from that. But I just say that because if you're in that stage, don't feel bad. Okay. We've all been there, but it, it should not be that hard. It actually is much easier and you're going to save yourself so much time and energy to get all of this automation set up. <laughs> I think the only way to learn that and to like plan and schedule and automate is to like go through the painful parts like that of like sending mm -hmm. everyone and learning that this isn't sustainable and then figuring out a system. Yeah, totally. Oh, and then one other thing I will add about that too is like once you have that landing page where people are going to sign up for your free training or whatever it is, share that sign up page or that link. You're going to have to share it all over the place, like share it on your Instagram, wherever you are. So if you're on Instagram, if you're on Facebook, if you have a podcast, if you have a YouTube channel, you want to share about that link as much as you can speak about it in different ways, maybe make different graphics for it, make a video for it. Don't get discouraged if you know, the first time you share it, only a couple people sign up because that happens, you have to really be consistent, continue to share it. And also pitch it in a way that's really sexy and enticing, like tell people why they should sign up tell them what they're going to get, you know, from it, tell them who it's for, who it's not for, things like that. 
So awesome tips. Thank you. Of course. I think the only other thing that I had on my list to really talk about was then like transitioning to selling your offers via email. So when it comes to selling via email, I always kind of like to do an email launch sequence in addition to, you know, promoting on Instagram if it is a live launch. So meaning it has like a start and end date. Um, But what I will do and what I kind of recommend doing is a series of emails that are scheduled out. And like I've been talking about, like pre-scheduling them. So during the launch, you don't have to worry about this, but that simultaneously are giving your audience value, educating them about whatever your offer is, but also intertwining like your personal story. I think incorporating your personal brand into your business is really important and really effective, especially if you're doing like one-to-one coaching. I mean, really anything these days, I think people want to buy from a human and not like a big corporation, just my personal opinion, but then also that sells at the same time. So I'll just recap that again really quick. So value, education, personal story, and selling them. And I think when you do a combination of those things, the sale becomes a lot more seamless. And it's not like all of a sudden one day, hey, here, buy my offer. You know, it's kind of like you're giving them a little bit and asking a little bit too. Um, So I like to do like one email each day of the launch, which I know some people will probably be like, oh my God, that's so many. Um, And then even on the, like whenever you're, bonus or promotion is expiring or anything like that, or the doors are closing, then I'll, I'll sometimes do a second email for all of the people that had previously visited the sales page. Because you know, if they visited the sales page, and you can track all of this in ConvertKit, like, if somebody visited the sales page and hasn't bought yet, then you can send them an additional email. And I even like to be like, hey, I saw that you checked out the sales page, but you didn't buy yet. Can I answer any questions for you? Something like that. So yeah, I think that is a great way to sell via email. And then I just wanted to like throw it out there that you probably during any sort of launch or sales sequence, you are going to feel annoying. I don't know if anyone out there can attest to this. If you've sold anything online and you're in a launch period where you're emailing every day, I always am like, oh my gosh, am I being annoying? But truly like you have to take your power back and not worry about it. Like people are going to unsubscribe no matter how often you're sending out emails. I mean, it shouldn't be like a ton of people, but you will get unsubscribes. Um, But you'll also get people that buy. So this this really works. And would it be helpful? I guess maybe you guys let me know. Do you want some examples of like what to put in these sales emails to make the sale easier? Or do you have any other questions about like the selling portion of email? We'll kind of open it up, Amy, if that's okay. Okay, yeah, of course. And then you guys can unmute yourself and if you have any direct questions for Amy or kind of want to brainstorm or, you know, ask her anything, please feel free to do that. Yeah, let's do it. Sorry, I, can I unmute? Oh, yeah, no, you're good. I hear you. Okay, I apologize. I'm in the middle of cooking my dinner. I just <laughs> looking out, but your stuff is amazing. I'm, I'm fully paying attention. Oh, um, thank you. My question, I don't have a course or a group thing. At this point, I'm just trying to promote my one-on-one coaching. And I'm really curious about sort of how to present that or sell that. And I'm going to mute myself just so you don't hear my dinner cooking, but I'm, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. So just how to present your one-on-one coaching. Is it like, do you have a package or is it kind of one-off coaching or? Um, it's a three-month sort of intensive program to really help people transform and step into their power. Um, I'm a spiritual 
mentor, life coach. So I guess my issue around selling it has always been or promoting it is that it feels like the problem that I'm solving is a little intangible. It could be slightly different for every person. So I use a lot of language around transformation and stuff. But anyways, I just I'd love any insight you have on that. Yeah, yeah, I I see what you're saying. It is a little bit harder when it's not like you can't necessarily promise like a specific end result because it's more like lifestyle transformation. Um, Well, I guess my thought is when you are somebody who has a service like this, it's really important that you are really creating a personal brand. And maybe I'm curious, what is your main like platform that you create content on? I'm on Instagram a lot. Everything copies over to Facebook, but I'm far more active on Instagram. Okay. Um, I have been slowly growing my mailing list, but... Okay. What is your lead magnet or opt-in? <laughs> That's a work in progress. Okay. Okay. Um, I, again, I find that really hard. I've done things. I have an ebook that I never shared and it was about sort of, it was six tips on how to like go through the spiritual awakening process joyfully. And it was just sort of your cornerstones of what my coaching program teaches people. But I thought it was maybe like too hefty. It was like 10 pages or something. So then I was thinking about trying to break that down into like, do you do these things and make it a checklist? I haven't finalized it because I just don't know, honestly, what my ideal client would want from me in terms of like a freebie thing. So I think that's a really good freebie. I mean, it does sound like 10 pages might be a little bit long, but I think if you could condense it down, and this is the thing is that sometimes you're not really going to know until you just put something out there and then see what the feedback is. So I think the worst thing that we can do is like keep waiting because we don't really know yet what they want and what's going to work. So I think that even that like probably really speaks to your ideal client, even though it's not super specific, but I think that's enough to hook them. And then from there, I think once you have them on your email list, the way that this transitions into you selling your coaching is from there, like in the following emails from that, expand on what each of the six pillars are and what this translates to if they were to become your client. Like how is, what is that going to look like in their life? Sorry, I know you're trying to cook dinner, but the other thing I was going to say, like as much as you can really speak to the end result. So maybe with life coaching, there isn't, or transformational coaching, there isn't really one outcome that you can speak to, but what can they expect from their life? Like, how could their life be different? I'm sure you've probably gone through this yourself. Like, so put yourself, yeah, right? So put yourself in like, pretend like you're talking to you a couple years ago and like, think about what you wanted, what you were desiring, what you wished your life had been like, and just really speak to that person. I think that's literally like the best thing that you can do. Okay, thank you. It totally did. When you were saying like, focus on the brand, that really just helped me come back to sort of write this is selling the experience with me through my own personal experience is really what it so thank you. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Well, yeah, feel free to reach out and let me know how that goes. But another thing too, I just wanted to throw in which you can totally keep cooking if you want. I just (laughs) wanted to tell you that um, sometimes it helps too when you're creating content to think about speaking to one person instead of trying to think about like, how am I going to get this to appeal? Like, what if this person wants this and this person wants this? Really, if you can just pick one person, likely that person is you a couple years ago, (laughs) just throwing it out there um, and speak to them and their wants and needs, it can really help you gain some 
clarity on like what to say, how to position it, what they want, what they desire and how you can help them. So thank you, Amy. That was amazing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Enjoy your dinner. <laughs> I feel like this is stuff that if anyone else wants to speak, I feel like this is the stuff that we get so in our heads about mm-hmm. like over, we make it so much more complicated. Yeah. Yeah. but I feel like a lot of us kind of get in our heads about it and just yeah it gets it gets totally little- overthinking things I get it yeah I've definitely been there so you're not alone <laughs> I want to ask a question yeah okay. I'm having kind of the same issue because I had to niche down like really narrow it down to what it is that, that I'm doing and I initially was doing life coaching and kind of it was too broad but now it's turning out it's addiction it's addiction based and i'm having a hard time coming up with um an opt-in i went into creating my web page and left the opt-in because i seem to be struggling with that free bonus when it comes to figuring out what somebody might what might be useful okay so you're so what you're selling eventually is coaching with you to help people with addiction is that right Okay. So think of a person in your mind who you perceive as being like an ideal client to work with you before ever working with you. And is there something that you like, even if it's just a bite-sized piece of information that you think would bring them value? Yeah. Cause that's, that's the thing. It hasn't come to me and I've tried a few things and it hasn't worked. Okay. So. Well, let's, let's actually turn this around. This is probably a better way to look at it. If you have that still that same person in your mind, what is something that they are Googling? Oh, okay. If you can think of something like, what are they, what are they like up at night? Like, oh my gosh, I wish I could figure out this as it relates to my addiction relapse, um, that kind of information, how I can ensure my chances of recovery. Yeah, that's perfect. Because I think that's really specific. It speaks to your ideal client. And even just maybe a PDF or a small video or a small ebook or something about maybe three ways to prevent a relapse, or maybe like three signs that you're headed for a relapse and what to do about it. I think that can be, um, I mean, you know your ideal client better than me, but do you think that that would be like something that they'd be like, yeah, a lot of people are talking about that. So that would be huge. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's such a good way to look at it is really just try and think about what they are searching for the answer to that you can provide them. Um, And if you have anybody in your life that you feel like would be an ideal client, like maybe even just take them out to coffee and ask them like, what are the things that you're struggling with? Right. I mean, assuming they feel comfortable sharing this with you, but I bet they do. Um, (laughs) Like what are, what are you struggling with right now that I could help you with and like take good notes? Because if there's one person that's struggling with something, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands. Okay. Thank you. Of course. I hope that helps. Let me know. You'll have to check back in with me. Yay. And then Nicole just asked Amy, how long should a free ebook be like a lead magnet? And I know we kind of covered, it's kind of personal, but do you have like a recommendation for that? Yeah, I would honestly, I would say keep it short and sweet. I mean, I know there are many people that are overachievers, but when it comes to a free resource, I think 
as long as it's still providing value, like even three to five pages, I think is fine. Like don't overwhelm yourself. The most important thing is that like you're getting it out there and you're taking action. So it shouldn't take you like three months to create it, (laughs) you know, maybe, maybe a couple days and then like, that's probably perfect. So, and also I think, um, just if you guys didn't know, I think on Canva, there are some good free templates for eBooks, but there are also some on Etsy. I think the, the ones on Etsy obviously aren't free, but, um, if you don't have like a budget to get a designer or anything like that, there are a lot of resources out there that, that will make the design process a lot faster because, probably you know exactly what to put in the book. It's just the making it look nice that's going to take you a long time. So you could even like, I think there's some templates for like five or $10 on Etsy. So I would say that's probably definitely worth your time <laughs> or your money. I mean, cool. Well, we have about um, maybe like three, four minutes left. So if anyone has any other questions or Amy, if there's anything else you wanted to touch on. Yeah. Um, well, the only other thing I was going to say is just about email marketing being just such a good way to work smarter and not necessarily harder because I think that, you know, this whole hustle mentality in online business is still very, very, you know, a big part of the discussion. And I think that there are so many ways that we can work smarter and like set up automations and, and all of those things, even sales and free up a lot more time for us to just like enjoy our lives. Cause most likely if you're starting an online business that gives you this sort of freedom, it's because you want your time back. You want, you know, your freedom back, whatever it is. So that's, I think the real benefit of this. Okay. Just taking a quick pause out of this week's episode to remind you guys about my completely free online training called three strategies to add 100 new email subscribers in one week without ads. And you guys, I've said this before and I will say it again, but growing an email list, in my opinion, is one of the single most important things you can do if you want to have an online business, even if you have no clue what you're going to actually sell yet. And this works for people who want to sell courses, have clients sell a product, an affiliate link like Beauty Counter or direct sales, anything like that. Having a platform that you own, like an email list, is truly going to be the backbone of sales in your online business. So in this free training, I'm gonna be teaching you how many email subscribers I had during my first $100,000 month, and this number is gonna be way more achievable than you might think, so don't think you have to spend years growing your email list for this to work. I'm also gonna be teaching you my secret Instagram stories hack to explode your email list and turn followers into email opening fangirls. I'm gonna teach you why your email list is the most profitable asset of your online business, even more so than Facebook and Instagram combined. And I'm also gonna be sharing my three strategies for adding 100 new email subscribers in one week without ads or without having a huge pre-existing social media following. So if you want to sign up for this free training, just head over to bit.ly slash email tips, all caps. Again, that link is bit.ly slash email tips, all caps, or the link will also be in the show notes and I'll see you guys there. This has been so helpful. Thank you so much for doing this for everyone. I'm sure everyone has learned a lot. We just so appreciate it. And I'm trying to think, where could we learn more about you? Obviously, Instagram. Um, Are there any courses that kind of align with what we're talking about today that you wanted to talk about before we go? Where can we stay? Um, 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much at Rebel Nutrition everywhere. So on Instagram, I'm at Rebel Nutrition, rebelnutrition.com. Um, I do have a couple different online courses. I think the one that pertains the most to this, I have a whole course on email marketing and all of these automations and sales that I kind of mentioned today. But the best place to go, honestly, to learn about that course is to sign up for that free training that I linked, which is rebelnutrition.com slash grow your list. Um, and that'll tell you all about the course, but also my website, uh, rebelnutrition.com. So thank you guys so much. This was really fun. Oh my gosh. We had the best time. Thank you so much. Everyone in the chat is just saying, thank you, Amy. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for being here. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining too. And yeah, we will see you soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.